Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports School at Arena. This week we talk to Scott Galloway, talk about uh, some racism, all the usual previews and reviews, and much more. I'm Jimmy and I'm joined by Luke, Josh and Morrow. How are you guys? Hello. Very well. Hey, hey, hey. What the people don't realise is that you make it more and more difficult for me to keep a straight face while reading that every week. I don't know what he's talking about. We try our best. Well, you got me, I think it was last week, wasn't it? I had yeah. to record it. You had to again. do the intro like four times. Just you be did. Thankful, we, thankful we don't have any cameras, put it that way. I thought he did well today, though. Mm. Very good. I started a couple of times because of your <laughs> pathetic dancing. <laughs> the old dad dance. The, anyway, uh, the Peter Garrett dance. Yeah, All right, Walkout song. Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac? I feel like Aaron knows what it is. I'm impressed by that. Josh. I only know Fleetwood Mac because it's like the my mum's favourite band. It's called. No, we're not at the chorus yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting Come for the chorus on. to hit to know what it is. This is nothing. the easiest one yet, and I will admit I am a Fleetwood Mac fan. She just said it. She did too. I missed it. Said You're it talking. again. <laughs> you don't. You, you know Stevie Nicks, mate. Shut up. No. <laughs> Carl, what is it? No idea. This song's called Gypsy. Oh, uh, well, that well fits. played. That fits like a glove, doesn't it? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I knew the band. I just didn't know the song. Mm. Why am I playing this? For? So they were about thirty years early in calling Barisha a gypsy. I don't know. I don't think it was written about Barisha. This song. Does that make Fleetwood Mac racist? Or well, they uh, were, they were they were racist back in the seventies, probably. But that was the this, age of racism. Yeah, actually, I think this one even precedes that. I think it might be the 60s. What really? are you talking about, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to justify why they're all okay. racist. So, what, 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 <laughs> what news story is this? Uh, well, I wonder. Buzanis. Buzanis and his big mouth. That's what it is. That's, mm. cal- that's karma for uh, bit just being a knob. He's Imagine trying to... Yeah. Um, a downplay the significance of saying it. You know, there's a lot of people on Twitter that do it, but they're all fans, and they probably have, they they can get away with calling other players. Well, I'm sure we've all called players of other teams names on Twitter, but you can't do it when you're a professional player on the field doing. That's just my opinion. Not with a whole bunch of TV cameras um, showing what you're saying and every fan and on TV people that, and people that can lip read. Well, you didn't have to be much of a lip reader to read those lips. No, yep. and apparently he said it that loud that there was some sort of audio where you could actually hear him saying it as Yeah, well. and just in case anyone didn't lip read the first, second or third time, he said it a number of times. Yeah, I think it was the way he did it too. It wasn't just what he said. It was the aggressiveness of it. He was clearly using it so as a derogatory term. people sh- obviously should be explained to the people listening if they don't know. Basically, Bizanis called Barisha an effing gypsy about what? Four or five times in a row? Plenty. At least that. Too many. About five or six too many. And I think that's going to the ethics committee tonight? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll 
have a decision on that pretty soon because we're recording this currently at 6 o'clock Tuesday night. Apparently he's flying up here to um, talk about why it wasn't racist and offensive. Yeah. Which is which is a little bit of a backflip from the statement that Melbourne City put out. Yeah. I he un- understood his actions, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Not really sure how you can have it both ways, but I guess he's going to explain that to us. Well, I think it's a minimum five-game ban for that sort of thing for any... I do like the way that Borussia stirred him up too. After yeah. the goal went in, picked up the ball and threw the ball at him. Yeah, it's great. Brilliant. It's good. I love Bez. Everyone hates him, but I, he's great. I hate that's, him when he plays us, but that's the that's whole point. My, that's my opinion as well. I love him yeah. as neutral, don't like him when he plays us. But there's no nothing new here, of course. He he and Bazanis have been at it since get-go this yeah. season. Yep. And this is just a continuation of that. And Bazanis is a bit of a knob, though. He's getting that sort of <clears> Melbourne <throat> City vibe about him where he's Elitist. To, yeah. Yeah, after the match, he carried on like a pork chop as well. Yeah. Wasn't he the, wasn't, didn't he but run like 50 metres also to get Roy sent off as Pretty well? Much. Yeah. So that's why, yep. that's why I think he's a knob. Yep. And then there was the previous to that, he ran up to John Aloisi to give him a hard time about something that had happened between Aloisi and Van Ship long before that. He just... Way, way beyond any... You, what, years ago? Paolo, Paolo put it well, actually. It's just disrespectful mm. and unprofessional. And, uh, it's been right. Common. Fred's question. Is the Canberra experiment completed? Do you think we'll go back or will we try for Dubbo again? Uh, Canberra's done. That won't be back next season. Dubbo, like Sean said, is maybe a likely option next season. Well, as he said to us, we tried Dubbo, but uh, if they knocked that on the head for us for some reason, so... Yeah, I did see someone say that it was either two games in Canberra or none, but that's not the case. I wouldn't mind Orange while we're talking regional stuff. Mm. Remember, what was it, a couple of, couple of seasons ago now, pre-season game at, mm-hmm. uh, in Orange was a nice nice little town and a nice little stadium, or not really a stadium, but a nice little field. There was one in Mudgee as well at one yeah. stage. I think they're all much better places in Canberra. I, I think had a pre-season at Tamworth. We could, even, we could do worse than that. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that there's a lot of different places that we could choose. I would love Tamworth home game. It's a nice like place to go. I would I've have got se- a sister lives there. Perfect. I would have liked to have done. I would have liked to have done North Coast, but that's obviously Jets territory. Apparently, yeah. well, look, me and me and you were there, Josh, and it's pretty clear that Canberra doesn't give a shit about the Mariners. Could not care less. When we were walking out, we're all pretty happy, and we're we're chanting, and we just see. Heaps and heaps of people with Canberra jerseys on going in to watch the women's game after hours. So, yeah. I think they announced the crowd as about five thousand and something. Uh, that is like seventy-two. I think during, complete BS. Yeah, but that was during the W League, and uh, so that accounted for all the people that walked in. So a lot of people must have walked in because there was we were we were doing crowd bingo behind the goals for a bit, and there was lucky to be two thousand people there watching our game. It was just horrific. So yeah. It was, was it much different than the last it game? It was Gold though? Coast. It was Gold Coast crowds. Because mm. there was a 400-person difference between the two crowds. Mm, there was definitely more there last time because it was a Saturday, not a Sunday. Yeah. I think, and I don't blame them. I don't, you can't expect a place like Canberra, who does have a footballing history, to get behind a team that's not from there. It's not going to happen. It so. was pretty funny to see the guy, the, the three or four people that had a Canberra for Where's A-League Where's team? They had, a, they had a Canberra for A League side or whatever. So, can it was. you see a men's um, A League team working down there? Mm. I can. I, d- I, I can. This, but this whole thing of trying to base whether a region deserves a team or not off another team from another region coming there from four or five hours away is ridiculous to me. 
I don't get that at all. But but if, let's be clear, we got a push along to go down there. We did FFA, the first time. Yeah, yeah. FFA telling us that we don't have a big enough market, find some more people. We mm. logically came up with Canberra. They liked it. We did it. Yeah. It's okay, so it didn't work out. But they surely have a market for it. They've got nearly twice the population that we have. Yeah, I think if Canberra won a W League team. Um, not a W team, a men's team, go to all their W League games, support an NPL side like they did in the FFA Cup where they the crowd they got in the FFA Cup was bigger than the two games that we played down there. So that says a lot to me that there's obviously support there. They obviously they want their own team. They don't want another region team to come in there. Okay. They, they're not interested. They just want a Canberra team. Yeah. If certainly they were doing the opposite, one. I wouldn't go and watch a Canberra team play here if we didn't have a team. So they I'd certainly yeah. don't want an implanted team after the FFA refused to give them one in their own right. And yep. they're making a statement to that effect. Yeah, and I would say we probably lost money on that game on the weekend. The second one, yeah, for sure. Yep. But I bet we didn't lose as much as people might think because the stadium hire down there is significantly better. That's so what I'm thinking, yeah. Rather than a significant loss up here for a crowd of 5,000 people, then we probably either made a quite small loss or broke evenish. And uh, so it's not a, a disaster, but would we go back there? Can't see too many things suggesting we would better off to look for somewhere else yeah. but right Fred second question with this current attitude and momentum do you honestly think we could get the triple against West Sydney yes mm, I wouldn't put it past us Wanderers aren't in great form or they won they last week Wellington, but which we lost to yeah I think we can I think we did very well on the weekend I can't see why not sorry to interrupt Aaron I can't see why not Sorry, last weekend against Perth, um, similar scenario. We had to cut out a, a um, high-powered uh, striker and we had to cut out, cut out a high-powered midfielder, Castro and Keo. This time we have to do the same. We have to cut out Nichols and or Martinez. And Lab. And we have to cut out Sandalab. If we can do that, which we haven't been able to do in the past, then we'll be That's more true. than competitive. And, and Kusakami as well. Because uh, Nichols ran the show against us in that the last time we played when they beat us easy. So, yeah, shut down Nichols, shut down their midfield, and they're pretty vulnerable. And it's a, it's, a, it's a huge game in terms of the table as well because if other results go our way, um, if we beat the Wanderers, we're essentially one more win off being inside the top six. And so that's huge. I think it's Wellington ahead of us on the table, yeah. is it? Well, so... We're on 16, Nick's on 19, Jets on 20, Wanderers on 21. So, so if we win this weekend, we're two points off the Wanderers, so we're two points off six. We're not that far from top six. We're Nick's, not. Nick's play Sydney this weekend. So he's saying, Luke, we're going to make the grand final? Yeah, we are. My <laughs> name's Tony Popovich, and we're going <laughs> to win the grand final. We're going to finish ahead of Melbourne Victory. We're winning the league. You're going to put your yeah. name to that? Uh, Actually, well, Victory God, might finish below us. <laughs> hey, Morrow. <laughs> but for all the doom and gloom, we're seriously not that far off. We have a long way to go, but we're not far off. I can see West Sydney doing us this week. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that same feeling as well. But then again, but then ago. again, then again, I can see us you playing like well coin, and winning mate. again. Fucking coin that flip. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be positive. We won two in a row for the first time since 2014. April 2014. So it's taken us nearly three years to win back-to-back games. We're talking about that the other day. It was we so are on fire. Think, we, we, Mar- the league's terrified. We beat Brisbane in the last game of the season and then we won the first final against Adelaide at home. Bernie scored a goal, I think I remember. 
this is completely off the top of my head. And then I think that was when the Wanderers beat us in the next game away. Yeah. And then we knocked out. So that was the last time we won two games in a row. So this this is the first time we've won two league games in a row in even longer. So that's scary. <sighs> nice. Right, Dimitri Petrados. <laughs> Backflipped on the Jets. This shit is hilarious. So it's funny because it's them. That's why. He'd announced that he had signed with the Jets and then we A found out A three-year contract, yeah. no less. He wanted to he, move closer to the family, but then he gets more money in South Korea. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> Meanwhile, his brother's also signed for the Jets, or one of his brothers. So, you know, backflip on the Jets. Mm. Um, it's funny, yeah. Like you Se- said, it's funny because it's them. Scenes when his younger brother backflips as well. Just imagine if it was us. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. Mm. Yeah. It's peak It's peak A-League to announce a three-year deal halfway through a season uh, while the player's at another team and then all of a sudden yesterday that team goes, oh, he's doing a medical in Korea. And yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I'd, it's just stupid. If if there was transfer fees between A-League clubs, um, I don't think you see that happen because obviously Brisbane want to make some money off it and they go, well, we're going to send him to Korea. And apparently the Jets are going to get something, but it's not. it surely won't be much. Smart business by the Jets, getting money when they haven't done anything. But, but not smart media. No, really, no. Not, really, really not smart. And we've also just discovered that there is a kid in our youth team with the last name Petrados, and we weren't we weren't sure. And it, he is the third brother of the Petrados brothers, and the best one. Uh, yeah, from what we've seen, <laughs> hope so. <laughs> but at this stage, he hasn't signed in Korea. No, no, no back flipping there. <laughs> right. So, so we just got a question on the football ramble Facebook. If you wanted to check it. A live question. That shit. said, would Vitis, Vitisic fit? That was my next point. You're, oh. you're stealing my thunder here, mate. Sorry, mate. Get uh, off your computer. Vitisic and Thwaite, have, um, they're free agents at the moment. They are, but there's a bit of contention about when they became free agents. So we, we, we can still sign players, but FIFA regulations are they had to be a free agent before the 1st of February. Which they weren't. Well, we don't know because it was only announced... The PFA sort of helped, helped all that yeah. stuff out. It was only announced yesterday or today or something like that. So if the deal was done before the f- first, then yes, we can sign them. But if it was after the window ended, then no, we can't sign them. So it's all a bit murky. So I don't think we can sign them. But would they be a good fit? I'd take Vitisic in a heartbeat. Would mm-hmm. you? Oh, yeah. would. Interesting one, really. Thwaite? Thwaite? Yeah. Not not now with Posco the way he's playing. Not and Liam Rose. I'm more than happy with those two. But, but we do need two in each <laughs> position, and uh, and we probably won't. We probably believe we'll lose at least one central defender at the end of this season. Mm. So, but the the issue is signing uh, old central defenders on too much money. We've done too often in the past. Yeah, so we would need to do it cleverly. Um, I don't know that this is a fact, but I have it in my head that uh, Ocon is a an assistant coach at Gold Coast and Thwaites is in the team. Mm. So I reckon there's an existing relationship there that might grease the wheels a little bit, maybe. Um, I don't think we will. I think we'll keep on chasing this Dutch guy that we just missed out on for next season. He was a midfielder, though, not as a centre-back. Was he? Yeah. Not as a centre-back. No, he's a midfielder. Okay, my bad. I don't think we'll take, I don't think we'll take Thwaites, though. I don't think we'll take either. I don't, I don't, I don't really want either. You don't I don't think, think, I think, I think Brisbane. I think yeah. Brisbane fans were pretty keen on Vitisic. They wanted him back. 
Vidicic didn't really impress me the last time he was here. No, Western Sydney. He sort of did a bit of a James Holland. He come back, passed the ball around a couple of times and left again for more money. I'm not, not quite I'm as not, bad as Holland. I'm not interested in that. No, he, he didn't Fair do enough. enough for me either. And if we're going to sign him as our you know big name number 10... He'd need to do better than he did at Western Sydney. Some people would, you know, disagree with that. But yeah. Right, buses. Um, the club are putting on buses. Um, members get all three away trips to New South Wales rounds for 130 bucks. Uh, juniors, 105 would I say that. Um, yeah, it's not a bad deal. That's three bus trips, considering usually about 70 bucks each. So you get three for 130 it's pretty good. Mm, it's a good deal. Yep. Personally, I've always driven to... Sydney games, just because it's it's just easier. <laughs> my car, my rules. Yeah, exactly. True. But Newcastle away on the bus, get around. We've that. got to yeah, you've got to do Newcastle away bus. That is good fun. It is. Even Aaron got drunk off about a beer and a half last Shh. time, so it was great. Don't tell them. And on New Year's Eve, had what what two beers and you were gone. Turn it up. I had a few more than two. <sighs> At least three. You two grow up. <laughs> right. Cousins, Fatty and Tavares. Now. See you later. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye. Have a good time. As we sort of predicted, we're not going to keep them. Um, and news broke during the week. Um, Luke, you want to talk about that? Well, it's all it's all starting to come to a head. So we said the other week that um, when we were at youth, Tavares said to us straight away, he said, I'm out for the season. Um uh, the the club has sort of been a little bit weird about it, but people can read between the lines when every week it says one week, one week, one week. So it started to look a bit weird. But um, I can't I can't remember who told us this, and I don't even know if I should be saying it, but um, someone did tell us that Sydney withheld medical records when we tried to sign him. I think when when we were doing the medical, and so. Obviously, we probably don't have the resources like they do. Um, we've done the medical probably basically and he's passed it. Um, so now the whole issue is about whether the injury that he has is pre-existing or not and then it gets all really murky. And So apparently lawyers lawyers and all that are now involved and to try and get the medical records to try and prove it or not um, because it all comes down to insurance and who's going to pay for the rehab and all that sort of stuff. So... The club have offered him um, to leave now and he said no. So I can only assume that it wasn't the full amount of his uh, contract that he has left. Just a reminder of why we cannot do bad business, you know. Mm. It burns you twice. Thwaites and Vitasic, it just keeps coming. It's the gift that keeps giving, isn't it? We're still suffering the hangover of, of signings that mm. happened before the coach started. Um and before the last coach departed. Disappointing. Um, it's hard to imagine how the insurance company can deem an ankle problem a pre-existing condition for a player that managed to get seven games played. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get that. He played seven games and then had an ankle injury. So how did he play the seven gra- games if he had a pre-existing injury? Yeah, it's all... And he played quite well too. Not to mention when he came back from Europe and we watched him play in the youth. And to be honest, he really didn't play like a player who needed an ankle operation. No, exactly. It's it's unfortunate for Tavares because I think he's played very well when we've had him. And um, I think he's been very handy. But um, 
it doesn't it seems at this stage it's all getting a bit ugly I guess and um, Fati you know we have we really missed him in the last few weeks no not at all ever I don't, <coughs> I don't think we have he seems he seems like a nice guy seems like a pretty funny guy and that and good guy to have around the squad but um, I don't think we've missed him and he was on the ate the donuts as well if you've listened to previous episodes he what he was the one that ate, donuts. ate the donuts. Oh. It was him. And um, I'd say, oh, thanks for making loud noises, Edge. <laughs> Knocking off your mic. He was, uh, he was, he was doing a Homer Simpson donuts every day. <laughs> um, and I'd say they're both on a fair bit of money. So again, it's not good business. Business done by a previous coach, obviously. And I don't think Paul's going to be doing any sort of that. I think some people, us included, were probably really disappointed that we didn't sign anyone in the transfer window, but. Um, I don't want any more duds. I'd rather him take his time. Right, final bit of news: the FFA have kicked. Uh, sorry, the FIFA have kicked uh, FFA up the ass and told them to get the reforms in order. Now, the FFA went to FIFA without the club's um, knowledge and asked them, you know, to hold, put off the um, time for reform. FIFA said no, um, but apparently today, the FFA have come out and said that FIFA are happy with them. So, bit of a mixed bag there. <laughs> Sounds like peak FFA. Yep, yep. Communicating well with the uh, stakeholders of the, the football in Australia as usual. I wonder who paid for that trip to go all the way to Zurich. Oh, I think we know we paid for it. <laughs> yeah. Probably <laughs> are. Every, every person that's registered <laughs> to play. <laughs> 305 bucks I paid on the weekend to re-register. I don't think um, Kale got a week's wages. No. Well. I think we, we were speaking about this last week because... We have the, the least votes in the world to make up the board for the FFA on who gets to vote. And all ten a- all of the A-League clubs only have one vote. To share. That's nuts. It is. That is so ridiculous. It's like a bloody dictatorship. It's like... And the other nine votes are all from the football federations, are all from the state federations that are all basically run by the FFA. So... <laughs> no votes for futsal. Uh, no yeah. votes for women. No votes for futsal, women... Referees, which is very common in the rest of the world. Yep. So, so um, do we have the worst football set up in the world? FFA are backwards <laughs> as usual. Worst, wor- worst in the world. Uh, you know, no, it's not. Iraq's probably worse, but I think it's definitely up there in the Western world. In the Western world, probably. To be fair about the history, we probably wouldn't have pulled ourselves together as a code back in 2004-05 when, when we you know, came up with the A-League if it wasn't for the dictatorship. We needed the dictatorship, we needed the money, mm. we needed the authority, we needed the management that came with it all. But over time, we have more and more needed um, to move away from that. And uh, so I guess the underlying part to that story is that the FFA agreed back in September, as I understand it, that they would have these reforms in place by the end of March. So they had gone to Zurich not to ask for a pushback on a time frame, but to uh, ask forgiveness for not meeting the time frame that they'd agreed to. Um, so, you know, very little sympathy. I heard for it was them. for a pushback. Yes, but it was a pushback on something they'd already agreed. But it wasn't like FIFA and the FFA having a conversation and deciding together that that's that's when your date is. We agreed back in September that the date would be March, and the FFA then sought to push it out. That's the reason they went to Zurich. They procrastinated. Well, call it what you will. There's a lot of answers to that, but um, I'm I'm not surprised FIFA said um, we don't like the look of it. How could they like the look of it when the dictatorship uh, moved from one lowie to another? just 
looks all wrong. Yeah. Well, they're, li- they're letting uh, Qatar go ahead. You know, you think something like this wouldn't bother them. Uh, we don't have oil money though. No, true. And, uh, <laughs> and, and We've I only got Westfield money. Know, Does that yeah. count? That's a ship that's already sailed, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I, I dare say they're regretting some aspects of that too. I, think I don't think they are. Maybe the beer bit. They want no, beer. Definitely that. Definitely got to have beer. I don't, I think, They'll regret it in the career. I think FIFA are absolutely fine with hosting it in Qatar. Yeah, I think they are too. I think they were, they were, they were probably more than happy to let Frank have the reign over everything. And then when they heard he was leaving, they were probably like, oh, okay. And then they heard, uh, the guy that's going to be voted in has the same last name and he's running unopposed. That probably raised a lot of alarm bells and now they're right on our case, I'd say. And rightly so. We need to have everybody getting a say in Australian football. Yeah. We need to evolve as the code grows. Otherwise, we're stagnant. <laughs> Are you with us, Josh? Huh? <laughs> He's even paying attention. <laughs> He's researching. I'm on the podcast, and even I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> A ringing endorsement. Um, speaking of which, thank I'll you for the just under 500 listens for last week's episode. You could do better, though, honestly. <laughs> Keep listening, people. <laughs> We've got 800-ish months before. I think you before, do that better than so, um, No, I thank you for everyone listening. We got listen. just right on 500, so thanks. Um, I hope I hope you all learnt a bit about um, why the club are doing things at the way that they are doing, and yeah, I for, we, for all the people that listened, and you keep seeing comments from people that are heathens and don't know what they're talking about on the Facebook on the Mariners Facebook. Fight the good fight for us, and tell them to listen to the podcast, and they'll have their answers, their questions answered. Well, you've got to be honest about it. I, I have to admit that uh, Fridays. Uh, Fan forum, the questions were. Oh my! My membership has underwhelming. My, my um, what was it? My, um, we might have got fifteen minutes worth of genuine questions. As a flaccid Yeah, exactly. Anyway, as a we foundation got, we member, we got nothing but a bunch of complaints about whatever, and that's okay. But it wastes a lot of people's time. So if you want to really know what the owner thinks and the CEO, then listen to last week's. What about, what about the the question at the forum from the guy about the merch that I'd probably. Had barely anything to do with the club when it was all rebel being dickheads. First, first question of the night. You could have asked literally anything. My, my merch my, hasn't got here yet. My merch that hasn't no, no, no. Come. The first question of the night was about W League. Oh uh, well, yeah, that was probably stupider. Yeah, that what was, was that about? That was a bad question. I think I tuned. I think I tuned. I, I listen to questions, and if it's a bad one, I immediately tune out. I think there's just it's a, on occasion one or two people. Maybe a little bit of grandstanding at these things. Oh, was that the one or two? Was that the guy that was that the there. was that the guy that stood up? He's like, "Why are we focusing our attention on d- damn W League? Well, Focus it on the A League." Mm. Yeah, I'm like, oh. Anyway, yeah. Well, last week was good. His sex is big. Charlesworth was very honest and accommodating, and all we did was walk up to him after the forum and said, "Hey, do you, do you want to come on Wednesday?" And he goes, "Yeah, we sure. cornered him." Yeah, we did. Um, off we locked we locked him in the room. Yeah, <laughs> but we still had a couple of things that we. But it was civil. It was a civil chat. Yeah, but um, it sort of had to end abruptly because Sean's phone went off and then they had to run away. So we thought something big was happening, but apparently not. Uh, We're joined by Scott Galloway. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. And yourselves? 
Uh, we're pretty good. Um, you were with Melbourne Victory for um, about 2013 until you joined us last year, making 65 appearances and scoring once. Uh, what were your best memories of, of your time down in, in Melbourne? Uh, probably, I'd say, making my debut in the um, in the derby and uh, winning the championship. They're probably two of the highlights down there and yeah, probably two things that are are hard to beat um, in the rest of the games there because it's, uh, it's your first game and uh, your first championship. How have you uh, enjoyed your time so far at the club? I've loved it here. I'm loving everything about it. The the players, the staff, the club, um, the fans and just playing regular football. Uh, it's been fantastic so far. Obviously, uh, we're quite a smaller club than what Melbourne Victory are. Is there any sort of big contrast between being in a club that's that big and then coming to us? No, I don't think so. I think uh, every club's uh, different in their own way. Um, but what I, what I have noticed here, um, how close the club is to to the fans and how um, everyone gets around each other, it's such a close-knit, really tight kind of family club. Uh, and I love that about it. Well, like we just mentioned, going from the the biggest club in the league to the smallest club, we we think would be a bit of adjustment. What were the the sort of the key reasons you decided to uh, to step away from the victory and join join the Mariners? Uh, to play, really, uh, to get minutes into my legs and to to come play under Paolo as the coach. He's a coach I played under with the um, with the young Socceroos. Uh, and he was the assistant with the Oliveroos. Um, and to come play under him, I had a, a good connection with him and. Love playing under him with the national team, so to, to come play under him and work with him um, every day of the week rather than just every now and then every few few months um, was a big part to it. He was the main reason that to bring me to the club and then to, obviously yeah, the chance to come and play uh, minutes week in, week out. Is there any sort of uh, similar similarities or differences between Musket and Ocon? Uh, I think all, all coaches have their similarities and differences. Um, but Paolo is he's just a coach that I've always got along with. I can always always speak to, um, and he for me he's a fantastic coach. And like I said, to, to play under him um, every day and more consistently, uh, it's been a, a whole lot better. Um, was there any time when you were in Melbourne that you thought, oh, maybe I'm not really in Muscat's plans here, and I need to start to look um, to go and play somewhere else, or? Did you were you sort of looking for the opportunity, or did did or did the opportunity come to you? Uh, no, I was uh, looking for the opportunity for for a while. Um, you, for, for myself, I just seen the opportunity just wasn't really there uh, to play and play as much as what I'd like to. Um, so for a while, I was looking looking opportunities elsewhere, um, but for certain reasons, certain things might have fell through. Um, but lucky enough for me, uh, Melbourne did the right thing by me and uh, let me come here when this opportunity came. So it was um, a great decision and a great move in the end. Uh, obviously, Connor Payne also came down to the club. Is, did he sort of help you adjust to the Mariners as well? Yeah, he did. He did. He helped me out a lot. I stayed at his place for the, the first week that I was here. Um, he drove me around anywhere I needed to go until I got myself settled and had my own place and own car and stuff like that. Um, and getting to know the boys was uh, easy enough 
as it was because I, I knew a fair few of them actually coming in already. Um, everyone was just so welcoming right from the start. Do you have a favourite place to hang out on the coast? Uh, not exactly, no. Um, I'm pretty quiet. I was just usually, a lot of my time, I just spend at home relaxing. Uh, so You live in Interregal? Uh, Wombrel. Oh, okay. And yeah. uh, are you, who, who has been foist upon you in the squad, Scott, to live with, or are you living by yourself? I'm just living by myself. I have my own place. Uh, I like my own personal space. Um, and then it, you can also just go see the boys whenever you need. Nice. And who do you room with on away trips? Have you got a pal, buddy? <laughs> uh, this year I've been rooming with Liam Rose. Um, so, yeah, it's been good rooming with him. He's a quiet, nice kid. Um, I've known him for, for many years, so we go along well. Now, Wikipedia tells us that you were a youth taekwondo champion. Are you still into martial arts? And uh, do you think you could sort out Basat Barisha <laughs> in the time <laughs> if it came down to it? Uh, I could hold my own, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I did it as a, as a kid. It was great for, um, great for stretching and great for actually working, uh, kicking both sides of my body, which actually has definitely helped me with my football. Um, being able to use both feet and I don't do it now I, I just stop and give it up but I still use the the stretching part of it because um, it's always beneficial uh, we've had back-to-back wins how's the uh, morale in the dressing room I'm sure it's gone up gone way up with the two wins in a row yeah it has, it has. It, it's always been high um, we, we've known for a while the the type of football that we're playing and the way we've been playing that the results will come um, and it was just about cutting out the errors and the, the, the fact that we've done that two weeks in a row now. I think it was just a big relief for everyone to get that monkey off the back of actually getting consecutive results uh, to go with the performances that we've been putting in. So now it's just looking to, to build on that and try and keep going with it. With only sort of about a third left in the season, what kind of message is um, Ocon giving to the squad at this stage? Is it sort of a case of... Um, just keep on improving and the wins will keep on being there or you know, are we are we making a goal to try and get in the top six? It's really just a belief because uh, we're, we're only five points outside of the top six right now. Um, there's nine games to go, so there's plenty of opportunity, but for us it's just taking it game by game, uh, not looking in the long run of uh, who we've got in two weeks, three weeks' time. It's who we've got right now. Concentrate on that and concentrate on getting the performance which will get us the result um, for the next game so right now for us everyone's just looking forward to, to Western Sydney on the weekend and uh, go from there and if we keep getting the results then uh, without a doubt um, we've got enough chances to, to make that top six which is what we want to do. Just want to create a little bit of controversy in the squad Scott um, who is quicker Trent or Cabsy? That's a tough one, actually. <laughs> um, they they haven't had a, a proper race against themselves, so and I put Connor up there with the the pace as well. So oh, yes. I'm not sure. For I'd probably say Cabsy for me. Oof. Oof, 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 controversial. That is controversy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think Trent will be happy with that, but that that's my pick. Still very fast though. I think that's one of our main strengths is that pace on the wings, getting in behind as well. Yeah, definitely. And no matter how good you are as a defender, to, to deal with pace is a, a different level. So, so you went back to training today. Uh, was it just recovery? Or you started looking towards this weekend's game. 
Uh, it was just a light one today. It was the, the first session back for, for the boys, so everyone just taking it easy, getting the bodies right. We had a, a long bus ride back after the game on the weekend, so it's really just getting right, and uh, we'll, we'll start uh, proper tomorrow. Um, we've got the Wanderers on the weekend. How have you assessed their season so far? Uh, there's, there's kind of been like uh, many of the teams have had some good results and some not so good results. Um, there's not really been anyone other than probably Sydney FC that have really stayed consistent throughout the whole season. So it's um, really up to us on how we play. It's not on how they play. It's how we can go there and perform and uh, what we do will get us the result. Uh, we don't worry really too much about other teams' form and that because it all comes down to who rocks up on the day. Uh, so when you arrived, you only signed a one-year contract. Um, obviously, there's not too much time to go in this season. Have you had any indication of what might happen next year? Or um, obviously, if you keep on getting regular game time, are you more than happy to stay? Yeah, well, for, for myself, I've not really thought about um, what what I'm going to be doing uh, next year just yet. Right now, it's just concentrating on playing and concentrating on the games uh, at hand and then... Uh, yeah, from there I'll, I'll speak to the club and my agent and stuff like that and go from there. Would you like to stay? I love it here, yeah. It's a great place. I've found myself being very comfortable here and uh, love the style of football that we play. And like I said, playing is the main thing and the fact that I am, it's a big plus. Well, we like having you here. Hopefully the people in charge listening to this and re-sign you. So. <laughs> Negotiation's done. We've just done it. Yeah, sort it out. <laughs> Uh, sounds good. Uh, well, thank you for joining us this week, Scott. I appreciate it. No, not a problem at all. Thanks, no. mate. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. And thank good you. luck this weekend. No, thanks very much. You wake, Josh? Are you with us, Josh? Turn See? my mic off. Not even fucking ready. I'll scroll on the Twitter. Um, tuned out. Sorry. I'm ready. Review time. First game of the round was Brisbane at home against Sydney. Nil all. Exciting game for nil all, though. Probably the most exciting nil-nil game I've seen for a while. Yeah. Chances galore. There should have been at least probably three goals in this game, but somehow there was shots. none. Yeah. Is that only the second of the season? Nil all? I, yeah, I think so. Not many. It'd be down there, yeah. It's really low, but I think if Sydney were going to lose the game, it was going to be this one, and they still didn't. Yeah. So. Brisbane had that many bloody chances to beat them, and um, they just couldn't, could not take their chances. Awesome was, goalkeeping. Yeah, I was going to say the telling was. story was the yeah. the two goalkeepers, yeah. yep. Theo and Davukovic getting three Theo, and two points. Yeah. Theo had yeah. probably his best game in in years. I Something think. absolutely incredible saves. However, old he is, that was the best game he had. Well, considering in the last four games, I, I can't remember, maybe I've, we've missed a game, but did he not have howlers in the two games mm. previous to that? Vukovic so is obviously good always comeback. good, but I don't really rate Theo that much. He's always prone to a howler, and um, but he was he was on fire on the weekend. Definitely saved Brisbane for the chances that Sydney had. I didn't get quite as excited about that, um, you know, changing direction, palming thing that he did for one of the saves that uh, Why? Had, had people getting inside out about it, but um, it was a decent save. But Was it a camera oh, save? You're, you're a hard man to please, Mora. Yeah, the, yep, definitely. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't right. just a camera save, it was fucking brilliant. It was an like amazing reflex save. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't make any suggestion that I could have saved it. 
Looking on the bright side, at least he didn't throw it in the net like he had the week before. So. Yeah, sounds true. like being a bit controversial this week. Me? Yeah. <laughs> that's not like me, is it? You Trump supporter? <laughs> Last, <laughs> I'm not a Trump supporter. I, 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 I stopped trusting Aaron's opinion when he said victory would finish below us. So <laughs> That was the first time I came on the show. <laughs> and we kept you. And, we and, somehow, and somehow he's still here. <laughs> you only kept me because of that statement. Yeah, we kept you for the lulls. <laughs> Right, um, Wellington at home against Wanderers. Wanderers winning that 3-1 this week's opposition for I us. Don't, I didn't really watch the game, to be honest. Anyone else? I uh, had it playing on Foxtel Go in the middle of the console while driving to Canberra. And you were driving? Which I don't recommend. Uh, so the the civil answer is, oh, I was concentrating on the road and didn't really watch the game. Officer? I don't recommend, but I did it anyway. Um, it was it was a bit of a weird. It was actually it was very Canberra esque. There was sort of um, not much of a crowd. They played it away from their normal home ground. Um, Wanderers sort of just did the business. Too good. Really, they just did the business, and Wellington were nothing special again. Picturesque place to play the game. Uh, was it a extinct or? Volcano. Volcano. What annoys me is that Wellington have beaten us three times and we've lost nine points. So that really annoys me because they're a rival on the table and they're what, five, four points out of us? Mm. I know. Just one win against them and things would be looking a lot better, wouldn't they? Absolutely. Mm. That's my thought too. I didn't think Wellington had much in this match. Um, Sadly, it was Brendan Santalab who um, did all the damage. Why does he uh, keep playing well? It's mm. annoying me. It's the same as Andrew Naboot. It pisses me off. These are guys that should not be playing well. No. Oh, speaking of a boot, he missed. It. He's not top of the um, Tobin Award now, is which it is good. Martinez, uh, Ninkovic. Well, that's fair because I was going to say Martinez. He's been on the bench a bunch. The boots annoying. Are you talking an- boot? Annoyingly playing well, but I still don't want him to win it. What are you talking the boot? No. No. So, getting off in a boot for a second though. <laughs> Have you given him the boot? <laughs> Shane Smeltz. <sighs> Two scored, yellows. Scored a um, pen late and then Scored got the sent pen off. and then got sent off. <laughs> Bit of a bummer. <laughs> Where, uh, I, you wouldn't even know that he was back there. No, not really. that happened on the weekend. And when they got awarded the penalty, he was sort of, I'm going to take the penalty because I want to score this goal. He was sort of a bit me, me, me. And it, wasn't, it, was, it was a good it was pen. A, it wasn't a right pen, but if... Um, Danjetovic had it gone the right way. He would have stopped it easily because it was the right height, good speed. But how, how good is he, how good is he? Him being number ninety nine though. Like Wellington Phoenix, peak, famous ninety nine. Peak A League that he's number ninety nine. Nah, well, it's because nah, everywhere nah, he goes, nah. he was number nine. But um, I think someone else has got it. Is it Bonavazio? He might. Yeah. Krishna. Anyway, one of them has got already got number nine, so he can't wear it. That's why he's got ninety nine. Yeah, and then he gets a second yellow and then has the height to complain about it. So. Yeah, I'm afraid it was a second yellow. Yep, yep. Nothing nothing to see there. No. Hard, right. Hard luck schmaltz. Game following that was the Melbourne Derby. Which not, had a very yeah, interesting not, end. Not much happened in this, eh? <laughs> well, it didn't, well, well, it it didn't up until about the 70th minute. <laughs> yeah. no. Nothing was happening and then at all. Two happened. own goals. Yeah. It was pretty edgy, though. The city totally, totally choked. And I liked every minute of it. Yeah, it was good. Okay, Normally well, let's start with Musket's own goal. Is Brewster offside? Yes. Does, does he interfere with play? Uh, you can say he interferes with play because he's there. I think it was does does Musket tap it, it in if Brewster isn't right on his tail? Well, this my whole thing has been that 
Franjic was having to defend a player that, when the ball was played, was in an offside position. So therefore, I don't think it should stand. But I think if Berisha is onside, Musket still slides that in anyway. So yeah, do I. and that's fine. Mm. And then it should be a goal. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm very 50-50 on this one because Bazanis is set too. up to defend against Berisha's tap-in. Mm. Um, so that way you could say that, you know, would Bazanis be in a different position? Um, I don't think he would have been. It's, yeah. it's so 50-50. It's, it's such uh, a grey area, this one. Yeah, and that's why when... Because they've chopped and changed the offside rule a couple of times in the last few seasons, and that's why they need to pick one and stick with it and make it clear-cut. Yeah, but because it's very hard because, uh, you know, yeah. where do you draw the line? Is it um, the person who mowed the ground before the game took a little bit more off it, so the angle of the ball um, and the curve that was on the ball, you know? Mm. Where, where do we... When does it not interfere with the play or when does it not change the play? You know, if, if uh, the bus arrived five minutes later before the game, didn't that change the day and change the game? What are you talking about? I'm just saying that, that the presence, to me, there's, there's absolutely nothing to see here. Barisha's not involved in the play, end of. That's, I'm with oh, Beth on this. I don't agree. I, I'm, you're don't, being very con- controversial. Are you arguing on purpose? Or? No, I'm arguing Look, because that's the way I view it. Musket is going to slide in anyway, regardless. So if Bazanis is trying to defend, defend Barisha, then what was he thinking? Off. No, I'm going to let him have his say. What did you say, sorry, before Josh? What was that last bit? If Musket yeah. is... is it, Musket is... The, the, the presence of Berisha... Yeah. If that if that uh, changes the position of Bazanis, then why is Bazanis... Which I think it does. But why is Bazanis positioning himself then to defend a player who's not in the game because Musket's the first player to the ball? Well, from Bazanis' point of view, would he see that Berisha is offside? It doesn't matter whether he's offside or not. And I but don't that's understand what you just why, said. I don't understand why Bazanis would be trying to defend Barisha. So the theory that Bazanis was out of position because of Barisha's presence, I'm rubbishing that. I'm rubbishing that because Bazanis knows that Musket is going to be the next person to touch the ball. So it's not going to be Barisha. I, I don't know about that. I'm going to rubbish you in a minute. Rubbish away. <laughs> We don't like differing opinions and alternate facts. Apparently, this, apparently is tr- this is Trump's <laughs> new world. Apparently not. No, no, I, think, I definitely think Bazanis is, is set up at, at near post because the ball's on that side of the pitch, number one. Number two, he would have seen Barisha's line of running in and he would have positioned himself to deal with that the best way possible. So he's, he's left... What, Josh? Keep the show rolling. Just bog- we've had just, enough. He's just boging. <laughs> I, th- I swear we've put in more this analysis a into argument. a game ever, and it's the bloody Melbourne Derby. Okay, and well, not what one about of our games. what if this was our game? Well, if it was, if it was a what you're saying, if we were in victory shoes, I'll go 100. <laughs> percent <laughs> Thank you, Josh. I, I don't. I didn't, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. The, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. But is it still a goal or not? No, I don't. I don't think it should be. I'm stick- I've, I've said my piece. I, look, I'm with Aaron here. I've goal. I'm, I, I reckon goal. I think it's a goal, but I think Bazanis has positioned himself just to uh, deal with uh, Barisha, but I think many Musket would have scored that anyway. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't matter because Bazanis is still a knob. <laughs> Good the, change of the pace. best. The best part about all this was all the arguing that and Cahill, which we spoke about the whole gypsy thing before, but Tim Cahill getting red carded, not even being on the pitch. 
is that was lovely. It's, good. it's about time that he learnt his position. I'm trying to think if it's a first. Stop sticking his in fucking nose in. Yeah. Well, he, when he when he's calling the ref a effing disgrace, of course he should be sent off. Yeah, but then the MRP came out and said that a red was harsh. Oh, because it was the golden boy. If it was anyone else, oh, it was it would be held up. Like I know players swear their heads off at the ref every single week, but when you're on the bench, I think that sort of changes things a little. Was bit. he on the bench? He was. He was, was he not really. He's he was next getting to ready. Well, yeah, he was getting ready to come on. I think. And I think that sort of slightly changes things when you're sticking your nose in it where it doesn't really belong at all. And Which he does um, every game. He always has to be yeah, number one person. He does. Hopefully this shuts him up a bit. Yeah, and the ref just went, no, nah, enough for you. See you later. And, um, um, that, that theory of that's a harsh red card, that's rubbish. Yeah. That's more a red well, card well, than don't plenty tell of us others. That. By the letter of the law, it's a red card every week if you swear <laughs> at the ref in some way. Yeah, so, yeah absolutely. In fact, at locally, that's just extra onto the charge when you, um, depending on what you're actually you'd saying. You'd know, wouldn't you? Yeah. I've had one or two yellow cards in my yeah, life with like different points values. There's a difference between that's effing bullshit and you're an effing disgrace. It's when you're aiming it at him personally. Directly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And I think that's the point of difference in, in that one. Yep, and uh, and uh, I'm glad to see that Tim Cahill received what any player should have. Yep, he's not a god, isn't he? No, oh shit! Thank heavens for that. Right, last game of the round: Perth at home against Newcastle. Perth won that three-two. Yeah, Jets lost next. <laughs> Luke tipped no. the Luke tipped the Jets. I got to stop doing this. You traitor! I they told go, you that last week. I tip him. Because they're looking good, and then they turn up with this shit, and then you guys give me shit for it. So we're, we're, we're basically the scene in the room is is that us three are all looking at Luke as if to say like you traitorous bastard. Disgrace. Why like didn't traitor? Why didn't they naboot it into the net? Who knows? <laughs> Mute. Who knows? Right, last game of the round, we beat Adelaide two one down in uh, Canberra. Two wins. Soulless place in a row. Say two wins in a row. Solace and a half. Um, um, you had a bit of fun with some sauce bottles, Luke. Yeah, we did. Um, shout out to um, that friend from Master Foods who <coughs> I won't name him because his Twitter name is different from his real name, but he listens, so he knows who he is. Um, we love you. Thanks for the hookup for the sauce bottles. I don't know if you were, thought they were going to be used in that manner, but uh, <laughs> the video got... Well, I, don't th- I think the sauce, the sauce didn't mind. The video is up to 15,000 <laughs> views, so Master Foods, if you want to send me some more uh, for so the free advertising, no worries. Uh, and, and for the podcast, yeah, send some stuff in. Yeah. Uh, well, he did <laughs> give me... Comment. Master Foods, sponsor the podcast <laughs> and give us money. He gave me the big sauce bottles and then he gave me actual sauce and mints, and no, I meant to bring them in to give to you and I forgot, so... He's kept it. You, you will get them. I will and not I, them I kept my sauce bottle and it's still blown up in my front room, good, so... Good I'm going to have to get one as well, because I've... For the last retro round, I had a blow-up haddock, which is the mascot of um, Grimsby Town Mariners. It's got a couple of holes, so I didn't bring it in. So I'm going to have to get a blow-up um, sauce bottle to go with that. Yeah, they're good. Well, I, should, I we have like a, should we have like a sauce bottle round and everyone brings the yeah. blow-up sauce bottles yeah, in yeah. the bay and just chucks them everywhere? If you turn it around like the other way, could you do that thing you were going to do in the bay last week or the week before with an inflatable item? Probably. Yeah. An inflatable item. Yeah. We, we won't reveal With that. We're not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not talking about that, Aaron. No. Keep it secret for next time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the game. Oh, there oh, was a game? Um, yeah, football. Hmm. Yes, win. yes, win. I don't know. Winning is, winning is cool, hey. Yeah. Look, winning we, is nice. The, the first... Winning is say, great. It was, we dominated, but we were bookended by 
an Adelaide team that were dominating us in, say, about five, ten minutes either end of the game. And we should have yeah. scored more than two. And yeah. we stuffed up pretty clear-cut we, chances. Fabio didn't play too bad, number ten. But he needs to learn when to let go of the ball. Yeah. Um, his biggest problem is hogged his ball it hog. again. Yeah, there was a couple more chances there where if he'd laid it off, um, I think we would have it was more it goals. was good. He scored, but his number ten play is still pretty average. And the way that like he, mate, mate, just pass the ball. If you see an open player on the wing, get it out to them and see what happens. You don't have. Did you see like some moments in the game? It felt like he was trying to do it all himself. Yeah, when yeah. he doesn't need to. There was a couple of bits where Bahaji was pretty open, and he just needed just to release him, use his pace. That's what it's there for. But he is going well at number ten and a lot better than I. I wouldn't predicted. Yeah. I think he, he, he's, he's, okay. he's making me yeah. eat my words when I say he shouldn't be a ten. But yeah. I'm not he say has he's going played. Well. He's played okay. I'd say. Do you reckon he's been like the sort of five, six out of ten sort of? Would you rate him as number ten? I wouldn't rate him as number ten. I, still, I no. Yeah, I'm not rating him too much, but he's definitely improved. But you're right, Luke. Um, there were occasions when he needed to let the ball go quickly to a winger who had made the run and didn't do it. Once you don't do it, then you get closed down. And you can't make the ball well, anymore. And there was a situation that. where we had two on um, one at the at, uh, 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 Trent was in the middle. All he did was cut it square, and he couldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I think he's getting there. He's getting there, slowly but surely. But um, it's obviously working because now we've won two in a row. And I think another big thing for that is McGing playing at number six. I think think that's it's potentially a season changer, really. I think Paolo's probably found um, a good formation that works at the moment. Admittedly, it's against an Adelaide that's not very good. Um, And against the Perth that was terrible. Yeah, but I think... It's going to give the boys confidence in those positions um, to keep on growing. And I think, you know, we spoke about it last week. McGing, McGing started off as a DM and then went back to centre-back and then it's bounced around a little bit. And now it seems to be working in the midfield there with Monty and it's going really well. And if we can do some more of that, cut out Nichols and Martinez this weekend, then... Um we start to, you know, have a, a chance in that game. Mm. One thing I enjoyed watching was Liam Rose's um, barnstorming runs out of the centre back and then run through the whole team. Mm. There was a couple, off. There was like, there was one time there when he just sort of started sort of from nothing. He got past about three or four of them mm. straight straight through the middle. What was that ball he put through for uh, Roy and Trent, yep. both of which were on side and both caught offside? Mm. It's an absolute joke that. Yeah, that was. Prepared to accept that Trent might have been. He was the closer of the two to being offside. But at Roy first, was definitely at first I thought side. he was, but then you saw the replay. He was definitely onside. Mm. So that was disappointing. And you're right, that was a great run. But I think that's just showing that Liam Rose is quite confident there. And uh, he's looked at in the last few matches too. We dominated down the right as well. Yep. Um, Speaking of wrongly called offside, Wanderers also had a girl that was ruled out for offside when it was actually clearly onside as yeah, well. Yeah, that's them though. Yeah, it is again, <laughs> but it comes back to referees. Why, why are assistants missing so many, getting so many calls wrong with offside? It's 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 really annoying for fans for sure. It's because when it's been identified by fans, clubs, players, coaches, whoever, the FFA just silent. Whatever, yeah. absolute and silence. Must, must be the players' fault or the club's fault or someone else's. It's not the refs. Yeah. You know, I, I think we did dominate down that side, but I think Connor Payne had a pretty quiet game too. I think he was yeah stifled a bit. 
Um, I think he has been probably the last two weeks, three weeks even. He probably hasn't um, had that much of an impact that he'd want. But I think he's. I think maybe that's a reason why we've been playing a little bit better because teams have pinpointed him as sort of a danger and they're tr- and then Trent has marking, more room yeah and they're sort of marking him out of the game and that way Fabio and um, Bajaj sort of have more room so um, I think if we can get them all firing um, we have a big chance this weekend to win and it was a massive win it was I think the goal that we conceded was a bit sloppy um, cracking storm. goal but Storm I think Storm's maybe another one that's maybe struggled the last couple of weeks he hasn't sort of made any glaring Mistakes, um, maybe you could, could call the one on the weekend a mistake. Just sort of soft one v one defending that didn't really have much of an impact, and it was a really good finish in the end. And stoppage time was not enjoyable at the ground in the slightest. I bet my we were my heart was in my throat. We well, it was disappointing. I was squeezing I think, the sauce bottle very hard. I think Izzo... Had it's because the, the game. Oh, Izzo. We haven't talked about Izzo. Yeah, he was, he he was outstanding. The, yeah, he's. He's amazing, and uh, he had earned the clean sheet, if you ask me. So, yeah, my thoughts so, too. You know, I was just disappointed for him because uh, he was good enough for it. The save in the first half that he made, I think, from Sirio, where it sort of hit his hit his boot and spun over the bar. That was a brilliant save. And then the and then Sirio again smashed him in the head. He probably would have been dazed by that, and then he still kept on playing, which is pretty good. I think um, some of us in the the small but loyal little bay we had behind the goals saw Ivan putting his gloves on, thinking, "Oh, here we go, Ivan's going to be coming on." And then Izo got Izo got straight back up. He's like, "I'm up, I'm good." So uh, yeah, I think I think Paul Izo's starting to become a crowd favourite, which is a lot different from last season. The way he, the way he's going could easily win the Mariners' medal if he keeps going the way he is. Yeah, um, yeah, but, and I would doubt. I would dare say he's getting votes in all sorts of different competitions. Mm. I know the OSC's competition; he'll be getting votes in. And he got man of the match, the Fox man of the match. He's just, yeah, he's just turned himself into somebody now. We're we're all going to be talking about how do we make sure we keep Izzo, Paolo, mm. keep keep Izzo. yeah, sign him <laughs> up because his contract ends this year. Yep. Yeah, I think we we got absolutely smashed in the possession, but as well, but we still come out with the win. But you know what? That's what Adelaide did last year. Yeah, that's Smashed everyone the possession, didn't finish. Yeah. And that's what we'll do in the start of this season. Yeah. Smashing possession, not getting it. Yeah, but now now we've had no possession and we won. Mm. So but like you said before, I it's think... It's the complete opposite of the game plan. I think we've sort of... I think Paolo started to finally work out what our best sort of team and formation is. Yeah. But we did, again, we did ride our luck a little bit. I think There were some moments where Adelaide probably had more right to score than we did yeah. to um, to actually get away with it. Yeah, against teams that are higher up the table, that's what we can't do if we want any hope of getting that top six. Be wrong to say we didn't deserve it, though. We earned it. Yeah, and, I still uh, think we did deserve it massively. Yeah, we, we did deserve to win, yeah, I and thought, with all the chances we had. But we, we needed to be more clinical and put those chances away. Yeah, but you're Especially with Payne. Remember, it was Monty and Payne sort of got tangled up together. When yeah, Payne, neither of them went for it, and then Payne had a shot that was no, what, fifteen yards out that should have been put on target, but flew over. Payne lined up the shot, actually drew his foot back, and Monty got in the way. Hit it, and Monty got in the way. Yeah, so it looked like he jumped over it, but he, I don't think he did. Anyway, speaking, go back to Izzo. Is he your player of the season so far? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's him or kind of Payne. I'm only going Izzo based off the last few weeks because Connor's been really quiet. 
Yeah. Well, don't forget Izzo didn't start the season. Yeah, otherwise it's sort of pretty even. But I think Izzo's saved our backsides enough. I'm trying to think of someone else, but I don't think anyone's been better than Izzo. Mm, we've had, you know, we've had plenty of good individual performances in games and things like that, but not nowhere near as consistent as what he has been. A decent goalkeeper will get you roughly 10 points a season, and yeah. I think he's earned us quite a few on the way there already. Yeah. If but he continues on the trajectory that he's on at the moment, then he'll be the kind of player who in uh, you know three, four, five years will, we will be able to sell. There was a rumour on Soccer Stoppage Time last night who are n- not that reliable mostly, Yeah. but sometimes they do get things right because one of the hosts is an agent, so he knows a lot and things like that. But there was a rumour that he apparently wants to go back to Adelaide. Who is though? Yeah. So I hope I hope that's not true. I hope he stays because, you know, obviously last year was hard and he went through a lot, you know, lots of abuse and everything like that. But unfortunately, that's professional football and he got thrown in the deep end and I hope it hasn't put him off that much that he wants to leave now that his stocks are rising because he's playing well. So Well, with Kalikovic getting injured and, uh, and John, John Hart... Hall, come, yeah. Uh, sorry, John yeah. Hall coming in, he was... Average. I'm going to say he, he yeah. led to our first goal. Yeah. Galekovic is you and know, he's injured, he's getting older. And the second and when the he second, came yeah. out when he came out for Bingham and then it sort of deflected back to Appiah. Mm. Who oh, Appiah. That finish was a good that was a good finish. We keep on forgetting the body speak about people. He was He burnt up that, that right wing when he came on. Yeah. Appiah probably changed the game when he came on, really. Um Which is something we didn't expect to be saying after the game. Yeah, no, we haven't. You know, we've I don't don't think we've really been critical of him, but when it was announced that we were gonna have him, I was like, Oh well, okay, that's sort of Someone that hasn't really proven themselves yet, but he was on fire on the weekend, and that goal was all him. He just burnt two players, put a really good ball through for Bingham. Um, Bingham Paul deflected back to him, and he back, smashed yeah. it into the into the side netting. So cracking finish too, by the way. Yeah, not an easy thing to do, and especially you know it must get to a player when he played fifty four games, I think it was for three different clubs without scoring. Mm. It was um, his fifty-second game and his first goal. Okay, yeah. and that uh, that gets in your mind after a while. So, yeah. uh, and not an Broke easy finish either. So, um, yeah. I think he even said today he was thinking about going to see a psychologist because he thought something was wrong with him. <laughs> well, At first, I thought that I thought the shot for some was it just me or did it feel like it was going in slow motion that it did. that shot? Yeah, from behind and the goals. For, it did. From it where placed, we, from where smashed. we, from where we were, I was like, "Oh, it's, I think this is going to go just wide." But then I realised, "Oh, I might be on target." Yeah, yeah. And I think you could see in the celebration too that there's they everybody just went nuts. So they're obviously all really happy for him. Everybody was all really together. Ocon was going up his head like he does mm. when we score. So I think you could definitely see that all the boys are really together. There's a lot of belief there now. It's just a matter of being more consistent. Two in a row is good, but we need three, four, five, six. Oh, we're joined by Steve Jetray, um, Subutio player extraordinaire. How are you, Steve? Not bad. Thanks for uh, having me on, Phil. Now, can you explain to listeners uh, what Subutio is? Subutio is a table football game um, based pretty closely on the, the fundamentals of football. In other words, it's a team sport, so you've got one player playing another player controlling a team of 11 figures. Um, so you're the manager, a coach, if you like, and you're 
controlling a, um, a set of uh, figures. Um, it's unlike most other table football games that people have probably seen over the years, like you know the football one with the rods, and there's been other games involving dice and and um, and cards and things like that. Even blow football. I don't know if some of your listeners have. Or you remember that one from back in the dark ages. Yeah, I've never played blow football, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and uh, but but Sevilla is different because each the the figures are sort of small um, small figures on a, on a on a base which glide over the pitch. The pitch is like a, a nylon or a um, like a mini astro pitch uh, in most cases, and you flick the figure at the ball just like a, a sort of a snooker principle. And as long as you keep hitting the ball, you're in control and you're in possession. And the defender can't hit the ball, can't hit your figures, and tries to, uh, with his flicks, it's sort of flick for flick, if you like, tries to block you or sort of shepherd you away from the from getting a shot on goal. So that's a, really the, the essence of it. There's plenty of uh, videos on YouTube if people are interested in having a look. Um, but the great thing about it is that it is really a game of skill. So there's no dice in it. It's your skill, your technique, your tactic. Um, and it's some people have, a friend of mine came, he'd never seen the game before. He came along and watched an event and said it was a little bit like watching a combination of chess and snooker on the run. And, and that's probably a pretty fair, fair assessment of what it's like. Yeah. For novices, it sounds fairly complex, Steve. Uh, how long have you been playing it for? Um, I've been playing it since my dad brought home a set from the World Cup in England in 1966. Shows oh, my age. And, uh, and, um, um, but it, it's one of those games that you can play it you know, uh, uh, amongst friends just as a sort of a casual, casual thing, have a bit of fun. Or you can take it, you can step it up and you can take it to different levels. But the, the rules are pretty simple. Um, you know, they get a bit more complex when you start looking at complicated situations that can arise. But um, you know, we just encourage people to you know, read the basic rules, which are usually in the box set, and then you can uh, go from there. So I've seen videos of um, people being able to flick the players around, like curve them. Like, how long does it take to learn how to do that? Well, it's just like anything, whether you're playing real football or you're playing tennis or snooker. It's all about practice. You, know, you practice different techniques and tactics, and and you know you can you can curl the figures. Some figures can be curled better than others. Um, this is different manufacturers, believe it or not. The the game was originally made by a company called Subudio, um, and now there's probably at least ten to twelve companies around the world little cottage industries, if you like, who are making figures. Um, and whereas if you buy a complete Sabidio set, it costs you about 70 bucks, so you get two teams, a goal, a pitch, balls, all that sort of stuff. One of these sort of custom-made teams can cost you $70, $80 just for the team. So, um, but they're sort of like the pro gear. Um, and, um, and each of them has got their own sort of um, uh, special, you know, um, benefits of, of using them. So some are better at defending, some are better at shooting, some are better at curling, and everybody's own uh, personal preference comes into play as well. 
Right. So if there's any, uh, say, parents out there looking at getting their kids into like a, a hobby like this, what would be the best way to get, get into it? Um, there's a new distributor of the, the game uh, in Australia. It hasn't been sold in Australia for about two years now. But now there's a new distributor. And it's going to be available in Toys R Us and Good Games. Um, I don't know if you know about the Good Games stores. They're more like real hardcore um, games. Yeah, I think we've got one in play, Gosford. Yep, they play card games and, and you know, fantasy games, things like that. And they're selling it. They're going to sell it soon. And the same thing with um, Toys R Us. They're going to be selling the box sets. So probably about 80 bucks and you get the whole thing you can set it up. Um, for the time being, you can sort of set it up on the kitchen, on the dining room table. And, yeah. and then, and then um, away you go. You can be Liverpool or Man United or Barcelona or Central Coast Mariners. And, and that's what we try to encourage the, the young kids to sort of get a bit of fantasy into it, like we did when we were kids. Yeah? I played as Bayern Munich and make players as Liverpool and all that sort of stuff. So... Uh, and it's, it's funny, from, from that period, I, you know, we used to do match reports and write down lineups. And I still remember all of the players from the 1973 Bayern Munich because used to write down the team lineups well. for every match. <laughs> so, um, um, we, um, um, so that's, that's the best way to get into it. Because, you know, you don't want, if you want to buy the, the pro gear, you can be outlaying five, six hundred dollars on the complete set. So two teams. You know, a board, pitch, you know, metal goals, the whole lot. And that's not worth it if you're just going to you buy it for your, your kid and then they go, oh, I'm not really interested in this. So there'll be domestic violence. You know, so, you know. <laughs> um, whereas if you just buy a, uh, you know, the, the basic set and they say, you know, it's only 80 bucks or so. Um, sorry, only 80 bucks, but it's a lot better than, you know, forking out hundreds of dollars or something. So, um, and then, then once they've got a bit of a, a hook into it, then there's the next step up, and then that's where the association can help. So the Australian Grand Prix was on recently. Um, how did that event go? That was fantastic. We had um, we had players from right around Australia. We had uh, representatives from 12 clubs from around Australia, so even from Perth, from Brisbane, from Melbourne. Two clubs in Melbourne. We had representatives from them. We had representatives from um, from Canberra. There's four clubs in Sydney. They were all play, players there. We had a club in Newcastle, believe it or not. And um, so yeah, we had a you know two days of, of action, an individual event, and then a teams event where uh, four players team up and their combined results count. It's a little bit like a Davis Cup type thing. And, um, yeah, fantastic um, day, uh, weekend of action, a lot of socialising, a lot of talking about football. And um, it's usually most people are, come from a football background, so it's all about you know, football as much, as much as anything else. And it was held in the heart of Leichhardt, so we had plenty of Italian restaurants we could enjoy. That's on, the best uh, way to play football. Italian <laughs> restaurants just around the corner. Um, how yeah, often? Yeah. Is, uh... Uh, one of one of our former players, he said, yeah, uh, when he was asked why he liked playing you know, table football, he says there's less injuries. Yeah, he, <laughs> he doesn't 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 Fair damage enough. his knee as much as he did when he used to play football. So, 
And, um, but it's a, it was a, that's the sort of the that event is the Grand Prix is the culmination of our our year. Um, but there are um, there are other things that happen during the season. How often um, are events on, say, like local events or, you know, Australia-wide events or international events? Well, there's, um, there's, we've got 14 clubs around the country now, and each one of those clubs stages you know, their own internal events, you know, club leagues or club cups and one-night events and things like that. <coughs> and um, on our website, you can find the links to all of the clubs. And then we stage three or four big events each year um, around the country where everybody tries to you know, put in a bit of effort and get to those. So, uh, you know, like, as I said, you know, we had um, five or six guys came up from, from Melbourne, three guys came from Perth, guys from Adelaide as well. So, you know, you know we had 40-odd players um, and um, there's, there's those, those are sort of the peak events people want to attend in Australia. And then, of course, there's the, um, the two big global events for us. One is the, the World Cup and the other one is the Asian Cup. And the Asian Cup this year will be held in Japan, so we'll be sending a team up for that. Um, last year it was in Singapore and the year before that it was in Australia. So um, we um, will be staging the Asian Cup again in 2018. from a bit of a cycle through the Asian country. Strong enough to, to stage it because you know you need all the gear, you need boards and tables and people to help you know, sort it all out. You know, the, the guys in Indonesia and Malaysia they're, they're just really starting out and they're not really up to that level. And then there's the World Cup, and the World Cup's in Paris this year, so that's a, a big one that we're hoping to send some players to as well. So, yeah, it's um, and you know, I mean, people sort of say, okay, I want to go to the World Cup. Well, you want to go to the World Cup, you better start practicing because those guys, and, you know, the, the top Spanish and Italian and Belgian and, and English players, they take you apart if you're not careful. So, uh, Serious it's stuff. To, yeah, it's always good to start at the local level. And we, we've got, you know, um, um, the, the, the nucleus of a team in the Central Coast. So we're hoping to get a, a club starting there as well this season. Have you got a favourite Subutio team? Well, I used to have my my fav my famous Bayern Munich team. It was um, which I uh, which I painted up lovingly, you know, even down to the red to the white Adidas stripes on the sleeves, and you know, Beckenbauer looking imperious, and and we even had a good Muller figure, which I sort of added little bits of puffy to his legs to make him look nice and stocky like Ed Muller. <laughs> um, um, and we had a guy who he used to play with Liverpool, which was in the 70s, and he actually stretched the legs of one of the figures to make him a little bit taller, and that was his John Toshak. So oh, wow. Um, and now I use a, a, a figures made by a guy in Belgium, um, and they're, um, they're really good. I don't, they're just painted in our club colours, the Northern Falcons, which is our club here in, in Northern Sydney. Um, and they're the ones I use all the time now. Uh, well, thank you for joining us this week, Steve. I appreciate it. No worries. Anytime. <laughs> so 
So following on from that uh, interview with Steve, um, we also found out that Simon Hill plays Subutio too, which is yeah, and a former soccer Warren Spink. So yeah, I've got a Subutio kit at home. So if you want to have a go, let me know and we'll have a game. I'll kick your ass. We're yeah. thinking of getting some money together and making a custom Mariners one. Yeah, I can paint. I've got a like I said, I've got a couple of teams at home. I can paint them up. I was going to paint them up Mariners and Jets. Should so. do it. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, news just in, uh, Adelaide have signed Eli Babal, Baba Diawara and Kim Yae-sung. So What'd you call Who was signings. that second one there? Was yeah, he on me. Mad Max? Baba <laughs> Diawara. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's how you say his name, mm. but there you go. Sounds like a... Uh, yeah, we'll Baba, Baba Ganoush on... Um, Sounds like a uh, some Max. sort of king. Baba Ganoush. I think it was, anyway. Yeah. Well, that's reinforcements that they need, mm. desperately. Baba. No Guardiola, no Enrique. Um... But Bowles, I think there's a good player in there somewhere. Do we have to play him again? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've got it on my computer. It is the mm-hmm. round 24. Mm. The 25th of March at home. Good. We want to be at home. At our real home. Home, home. Home, home. Our home, 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 home. Right. Before we get to sidetrack, on Thursday, we've got Sydney playing Wellington. A Thursday game. The Thursday games are back. Is what, that What is crowd that do you reckon Sydney, Sydney are going to get? Yeah, it's at Sydney. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, do you reckon they'll break 10,000 for this crowd? I don't, I don't reckon they will. No. They played that game at home on a Friday the other week and they only got 11,000, was it, I think? Yeah. That's horrendous for a team that hasn't lost yet. I don't care what excuse you can come up with if, you know. Oh, but it's going to rain. You drive faster, you run a red light. You go through a stop sign, you do something to get there. Um, yeah, that's it's not good for a city of five million people, but that that result could get violent. Yeah, Sydney Sydney should probably win that pretty easy. Surely. Yeah, Nixie got Nixie got no confidence. Sydney three. Got no confidence. They got nothing. They, no. There was nothing to like about them last week or the week before. No. Wasn't they it? they they needed to bring in a new coach and not um, keep. Well, they could have probably kept. Greenacre, but they needed a new coach to come in and try and freshen things up. And I feel haven't. as if Sydney might put away all the chances they missed against Brisbane. Yeah, I think so. Yep. So I think it might be a big, big score for Sydney in this one. Right, Friday night, Adelaide at home against Perth. <sighs> Friday night, bloody blockbuster. <laughs> free to wear. Uh, yeah, how good for free to wear TV. Um, well, you've got a crap yeah, Adelaide well. and an inconsistent <coughs> Perth. So I'm going for a draw. Yep, yeah. I was just about to say that. I'll go, yeah, I'm thinking draw as well. Friday night That's got It's got draw written all over it unless... Can't we tip them both to lose? No, I wish. I think... You I can think tip them both to can lose? Can I tip football to lose out on this one? I'm going to say... That's shooting fish in a barrel, surely. Adelaide, Adelaide, <laughs> Adelaide, to, Adelaide to lose. Adelaide losing is obviously good because they're behind us. Yeah. But yeah, well we, I'm going to go draw. We need Adelaide to get no points, and I think there's only one player in those two teams that makes a difference, and it's Castro. No, if, if we keep winning, we can allow Adelaide to keep winning. Nah. And that'll help us catch nah. everyone that's above us. Oh, yeah. Because we do need to do that, because no? our goal difference yeah. is making look a bit ugly when we get another three points. What do you mean? I, I, wanna, I really want to I really tie up that ninth spot. Well, from memory, <laughs> from memory, if we want to get in front of the Knicks... <laughs> Look, Adelaide can keep winning as long as we keep winning. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I don't trust us to keep winning. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) What he said. I want us to. Don't worry about that. We only need to win 12-0, I think, this weekend to catch Wellington, don't we? Yeah, awesome. (laughs) 
We can do that. Easy. Well, so Easy. We're, we're minus 15 goal difference. So they're, they're not nearly that bad. No, no um, actually, I'm going to change one. I'm, I'm going to go Perth only because of Diego Castro. That's it. You reckon he's going to tear him a new one? Yeah, he's the only player that makes a difference in those two old teams. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna jump on with Luke on this one. Perth. Adelaide are just a shambles. Draw. I hope, I hope you're right, but I'm sticking with the draw. Right, Newcastle at home against Melbourne Victory. 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 Yeah, victory. This should victory. be, should Sorry, be too strong. Although <laughs> Newcastle not, lost not, to Perth. Although Josh is about <laughs> to bring up a point that <laughs> I know he's going to say. Victory are the it's, Jets' yeah. bogey team. Yeah. 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 And they have a horrible no, record. No, Jets are victory's bogey yeah, team. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, other way around. And Victory have a horrible record in Newcastle. They do. And it's weird. No, I'm not doing it. They're too unreliable. Victory. There's yep. too much at stake. Victory. FTS. <laughs> yep. FTS, Victory. Uh, City at home against Brisbane. Now, Ooh. a bit of trouble for City this round. A bit. <laughs> they've <laughs> well, they're got missing like, five or six players. Yeah, I've got, got a voicemail. Ha- like half their starting starting eleven is out. Have Have you got your scrolls, Aaron? I got a voicemail. I got a voicemail. A voicemail. I'm, I, yeah, I think it's. I'm gonna I'm gonna think it's do the early tip here and say Brisbane. I think I'm gonna, Brisbane can I'm go this tip one. Brisbane as well on this one. Brisbane's performance last week against Sydney. Um, well, they should have beat them. They should have beat them. I think if they put in that performance again against... If it, if, it, if it weren't for Danny, do you reckon they win that game? I think so. I think if they put in that performance again against a very depleted Melbourne City, they'll win. Yep, I'm on Brisbane. I think City are going to have to um, try and recruit fans to play for them. Oh, wait, they have none. Mate, they're an absolute shambles, City. And uh, those ridiculous antics, um, they're not going to they be... Were, um, it was like spoiled children. Yeah, they're not they? going to be a threat until they realise that there's no I in team. And, um, but that's an M and an E. Well, they've got... They've <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I don't like it. I don't like them either. Yeah, I think no. what the out of the they've got they, what have they got the out six or seven players. They're going to have Fornaroli, Brandan, Bratton, Malik out on yellow cards, as well as yeah. Bazanis and Cahill suspended. So, so that four players on five yellow cards. Plus injuries. Yeah, so Casera, Caceres and Fitzy are guaranteed starters then. Probably. But four well, if they were playing us, they'd probably both score. But mm. yeah, as usual. But four <laughs> yeah. four players getting suspended from one game because of five yellow cards in a derby. Would you say that's bad coaching? Well, in any other would league in the world, I'm pretty sure the club would go to the um, to the main board and get in trouble for bringing the game into disrepute with mm. that amount of cards. Well, I think actually, is it five in the A League? I think it's the thing. Well, they've got yeah, four yellows five. and one red. And a red, so they probably have got a fine of some sort they I'd should say. but if I was Valcanis I'd be looking at that and going it's a derby yes you want your best players out there but surely Malik could probably be sacrificed for someone else so that way you're not having all these guys on four yellows for one game it seems nuts to me I think that that's the coach's failure to discipline the squad there's just that no discipline well. in that squad and yeah. while ever there's no discipline then, then they've got nothing they're not going any further than they've already gone if they're not if they don't Actually, maybe I've got the wrong Melbourne team that's going to finish behind us. I think they'll Whoa, be... They'll plot be, twist. They'll be mid-table until they <laughs> fix their issues. You like that? <laughs> plot twist. Ah, right. Wanderers at home against us. That was Brisbane. Sunday afternoon, me. 5 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, There's nothing more than I enjoy than being at Spotless at 5 o'clock on a Sunday. And it's supposed to be like 35 it's degrees. It's supposed to be so hot. Again. Really Wanderers. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> you can't tip them anyway. Is that is that your tip? Is that your prediction? <laughs> no, no. 
we have to tip CCN. Yeah. Right. Okay. How are we gonna How are we gonna do this? We'll be good. We we can do this. I think. Um, Believe. Wanderers. You know they beat Wellington easily last week, but so have a lot of teams. But then we haven't. Let's not mention that. <laughs> Let's not mention that. But I think you can't read too much into that for the Wanderers. They're still not that impressive. Will Martinez rip apart our back? That's he's the difference. No, because McGing will cut him out. Yeah, it's going to have to be the McGing and Monty show. I think, I think, I think Monty will try and kill him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where we've got our best chance, is that we've got a really good defensive what, kill, block. Or kill, the, uh, kill the opposition players. No, although, you know, it's as, it long, helps. As, as long as you clean up the bodies before the game's <laughs> over and you leave the stadium. Well, I guess it is a Western Sydney trait. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty of extra grass in between the field and the stands where you can bury the bodies. Oh, so yeah. A lot. 50, yeah. bloody, 50 million yards yeah, away from, no. the, from the ground, from the... Pitch. I reckon that defensive block of you know Posco and um, Rosie and uh, Jakey and Nick can do the job for. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Posco will pocket Sandalab. See, because Nichols oh. Nichols was rested on the weekend, so it'd be interesting to see if he comes. I think back. he said arrested. Well, that as well. Probably. I thought he said that too. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me. Arrested for what? Looking That's like a milky bar kid. That's having, having a blue outside the car parking it near the airport. Yeah, mm. probably. Oh, I wonder if they have to park there and then get the bus back to Spolus for when they play at home. Yeah. Seems like some weird shit that they do, but um, no, I think we can. I think, but Roy, Roy had a. I think he had a bit of an off game on the weekend. Um, I think he needs to be on if we're going to get anything out of it. Mm-hmm. Agree. And he needs to be firing. Yeah, because I don't. I don't. We're not going to get as many chances against them as what we have the last two weeks. Hopefully, so, um, Cornthwaite can uh, slide us in a goal. Yeah, he he hasn't been that impressive, and I think. Um, whatever chances we get, we need to take if we're going to win. And Roy yeah. will be smarting because Spinger's got some of his time last week. So get me back on there for ninety minutes, baby. I'll knock a couple away. We didn't talk about that before. Was that that was that was harsh on Biggers? I thought not to be not to be on the bench. Absolutely, he, he wasn't on the bench, and the only reason he got on was because Blake Powell got injured in the warm up. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very harsh, but Paolo admitted that was a difficult conversation. I'm sure it was, mm. especially with someone that's off contract. So Bingers will be starting or on the bench. He should be on the bench. Uh, he surely. should be bench. Yeah. We haven't heard how Powell is, um, but at this stage, for a backup striker, I'd be having Bingham on the bench all day because you can substitute other players in for Fabio to play number ten when he yeah, inevitably comes off at the 80th minute, dying. Um, <laughs> we've got other mm. players that can go in there. I think Bingham needs to be on the bench for Roy for when Roy comes off, if he does. I think um, Canberra's ice supply all went on to Fabio when he came off. Yeah, he was... You mean frozen water, yeah? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, yeah, frozen, of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just clearing that up. He was gassed. Also, the local hotel's towel supply was used up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. Um, share it. Like it. Sidelines, Tell thank your you. friends. A massive thank you to our Sidelines. Thank you for everyone that listened last week. Thank you for listening this week. Um, you right, Lamar? Bye. Love you. And a shout out to Nathan Clark as well because I heard him that. Who? Clarky. Okay. It's an art that needs a restore. This is Josh. No. Massive football fan.
He's no longer with us. Bob Marley. Yep. I was just about to say, it sounds like a uh, sort of like a Black Panthers movement song. Stand up for you, right? Of course, Aaron's singing along, the stoner. Rumours have it that um, Bob Marley rented an indoor centre for like a whole week or something and played um, indoor like every single day. High? Surely. Uh, no. Probably. Surely. Like any, that'd be an experience, wouldn't it? Playing football he, high. Surely his club would be called the Rasters. Getting, getting marked by a dragon. Something in his toe. <coughs> he didn't get looked at. Hmm, can't really remember exactly. Fantastic music, though. Oh, tremendous. We know and we understand Almighty God is a living man (laughs) (laughs) And the winner of X Factor 2017 is not Aaron Morrow So he had uh, a melanoma He died at the age of 36 Hmm. Hmm. What year was this? 1981 he died Quality song Welcome to the Bob the Bob Marley Ramble. You can't pay out. It's of very mom. it's very call to arms, isn't it? I think a lot of Americans are feeling this song right now. Yeah, what is he? Yeah, so with, he he, you know? he found a um, malignant melanoma under the nail of a toe, and um, I don't think he really did anything about it, and mm. it eventually spread all through his body. Mm. Not good. Well, anyway. Learn something new every day. Hmm. Thanks for listening. <laughs>